a real source of some of the funniest D&D stories, Polymorph is an outlet for a player's creative problem-solving hearkening all the way back to the earliest days of the game. The spell Polymorph turns a creature, temporarily, into any animal you can think of. Turn the big bad guy into a chicken or your ally into a T-Rex and watch them rampage through the enemy ranks, if that's where your imagination takes you. There's an amazing number of problems that can be solved with a sudden transformation, and to get your creative polymorphing juices flowing, we're going to go through everything you need to know in today's episode. This spell transforms a creature that you can see within range into a new form. An unwilling creature must make a wisdom saving throw to avoid the effect. The spell has no effect on a shape changer or a creature with zero hit points. The transformation lasts for the duration or until the target drops to zero hit points or dies. The new form can be any beast whose challenge rating is equal to or less than the target's, or the target's level if it doesn't have a challenge rating. The target's game statistics, including mental ability scores, are replaced by the statistics of the chosen beast. It retains its alignment and personality. The target assumes the hit points of its new form. When it reverts to its normal form, the creature returns to the number of hit points it had before it transformed. If it reverts as a result of dropping to zero hit points, any excess damage carries over to its normal form. As long as the excess damage doesn't reduce the creature's normal form to zero hit points, it isn't knocked unconscious. The creature is limited in the actions it can perform by the nature of its new form, and it can't sneak, cast spells, or take any other action that requires hands or speech. The target's gear melds into the new form as well. The creature can't activate, use, wield, or otherwise benefit from any of its equipment. 5e polymorph mechanics and rule particulars can be wonky, so we're going to go through everything a little carefully here. First off, your target is going to make a wisdom saving throw against your spell save DC. If they pass, then nothing happens. If they fail, then the spell takes effect, and they go from their natural form to the beast form of your choice. This is commonly known as a save or suck spell, as it could do absolutely nothing and you pass your turn, or it could completely reshape combat. If your target fails their save, or if they're a willing target, they become a creature of your choice with the beast type and challenge rating less than the target's challenge rating or class level. There's a lot to unpack there, so let's parse it out a little bit. It has to be a creature with the beast type, which generally rules out magical stuff and limits you to mostly real animals. You can turn someone into a velociraptor, but a dragon isn't a viable option. Next, the challenge rating limitation is mostly for voluntary polymorphs, rather than offensive polymorphs, as it's basically just there to stop you from turning your buddy into something way above their pay grade. Thankfully, as a 4th level spell, most beasts have a very low challenge rating, and by the time you can cast Polymorph, your allies should be high enough level to be transformed into most critters that you can think of. Now, once your target has been transformed into your carefully selected beast, it basically is that animal until the spell ends. It retains alignment and personality, but all its scores and abilities, including mental stats, become that of the animal. This means that if you turn a guy into a rabbit, he's going to be as dumb as a rabbit. A nice guy may be a nice rabbit, and a mean guy might be a mean one, but there's only so much that a rabbit brain can really accomplish. Next, we get to the whole clause about hit points. Basically, your target will revert to their true form if their beast form takes enough damage to hit zero, which for most beasts doesn't really take much. However, if they take excess damage post-zero, that extra damage carries over to their original form, which opens up a whole range of nefarious possibilities. And always keep in mind that this is a concentration spell, which means if you get hit hard and fail a concentration check, your bunny friend is going to get immediately reverted back to their normal form. 
This makes you a vulnerable target while concentrating, and generally, you'll want to keep yourself as safe and away from the action as possible while concentrating. The polymorph spell can cause a lot of weird situations, and some of it's due to poor wording. So we're going to answer a lot of questions that seem to crop up, starting with what ability scores carry over. None. Some of the wording is a bit ambiguous, but the spell has been confirmed to completely replace your character, racial traits, and all of your abilities with that of the beast. Basically, you pass your character sheet to the side and start using the stat block out of the bestiary. It's just that simple. So what happens to all your stuff? Well, every weapon that you hold and all the stuff that you have on you disappears into you mostly the same way as a druid's class ability, Wild Shape. All your stuff is just sort of gone while you're polymorphed and is back on you when you return to your normal form. Can I keep concentration? Yes, you can. Being polymorphed removes all of your spellcasting features, so you can't cast new spells, but there's nothing stopping you from keeping concentration on a spell that you've already cast. You do have the new creature's constitution score, however, so it'll probably be pretty hard to keep concentrating if you take a big hit while transformed. Especially depending on what kind of creature you're turned into. What about spells cast on me? Any spells that you've had active on you stay on you when you're polymorphed. If you had, say, mage armor active and got turned into a squirrel, you're now a squirrel with mage armor. Note that this doesn't apply to ongoing effects that are directly connected to your class features like a barbarian's rage. Those get turned off in beast mode. Ironically enough. The most common question I get is, what if I get suddenly large in a small space? The short answer is that when the size difference has weird implications, it's ultimately up to the DM. Sadly, there's no official ruling on a lot of these weird situations. What happens if you get swallowed by a monster and turned into a polymorphed creature twice its size? If your campaign has some objectionable content, what happens with a pregnant creature? Some situations are downright bizarre, but for a good lot of these situations, we can rely on the Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition squeezing rules. For any situation where these rules don't apply, it really is just up to your DM. Some of the most common solutions include shunting the creature to the nearest unoccupied space, restraining the trapped creature and dealing it bludgeoning damage, or simply fizzling the spell. What happens if I polymorph an already polymorphed creature? Well, let's say a level 1 wizard turns you into a squirrel, and then a level 2 wizard tries to turn you into an elephant. What happens then? This digs deep into some of the mechanical guts of 5e, dealing with overlapping spells and combining effects, but the short answer is, you will become the elephant. The last polymorph will take precedence and you'll be an elephant, and if you drop to zero hit points or Wizard 2 stops concentrating on their spell, you'll just fall back to the previous form polymorph cast by Wizard 1 and turn into a squirrel again. This is more than a little convoluted, and there are legitimate arguments that if your second polymorph ends, you'd revert to your normal form and skip the previous casting of polymorph, but from the digging I've done, I think going through each form is the correct rules interpretation. But Again, there's no official rule on this, and however your DM wants to take it is how it's going to go. Polymorph is a spell that rewards your creativity, and I think it might be best to go through some of the typical ways I see this spell used at the table. Perhaps the most obvious use of the spell is turning the bad guy into something small and manageable to deal with, and then you can kind of just, well... Well, here's a list of cruel things you can do after you've done that, so... Yeah, you can do that if, you know, you don't mind killing your target, or if that's the intended purpose. 
Every now and again, you'll run into a situation, though, where the bad guy needs to be taken in alive. Maybe you need to interrogate them or return them to some guards alive for the reward, but one way or another, you need the guy alive rather than as a corpse, or as a bunch of pieces strewn about all over the room. A successful polymorph puts a creature completely at your mercy, and easily trappable in whatever guard's custody may need them. Just throw off a polymorph and toss that rabbit person into prison. It's a heck of a lot easier than fighting them, or just trying to convince them that they should turn themselves in. And this is kind of the most crazy usage of it, but you can also just ask your friends if they feel like being a T-Rex during the next fight, or something like that. So long as you can keep concentration, you or an ally can transform into a killing machine with essentially a bank of free hit points. There are a few different strategies for going about this, and some of them are a bit sneakier than others. It's probably been done in a million movies by now, but you can always just sneak into the place you need to go with a good polymorph by turning into something small. But a less common usage of it that I see people sort of just kind of figure out like a light bulb turning on above their head is using it as a healing tool. Well, more of a buffer tool, really. It can act almost like a healing spell in the middle of combat. If your fighter is on the ropes and you've got no healing left, morph that fighter into a rhinoceros, for instance. You exchange a fighter with barely any hit points into a rhinoceros with full hit points ready to charge into the fight. It's a short-term solution, but it can be a huge swing in the middle of tough combat. You can also use it just to get the hell out of there. If you're in hot water with the law or the locals, becoming an animal is one of the most surefire ways to deflect suspicion. Or run away from suspicion entirely. And another thing that we've probably seen in a lot of movies, using polymorph for scouting. I mention this idea not because it's a great idea per se, but because I see people trying it often and, to tell you the truth, it rarely works. In some very specific circumstances, becoming an animal to squeeze into a tight spot, activate a MacGuffin, or get past some security may be useful. The problem is that the whole tiny brain issue still comes into effect. Becoming a bat to fly stealthily over the barricades sounds like a wonderful plan until you realize that you now have the reasoning ability of a bat and completely forgot about the plan, and you just go chasing moths and mosquitoes and whatnot. If your DM is especially kind, and you pick an animal of high intelligence, such as a wolf or a dolphin, it can still work, but don't expect to have full faculties like a druid would. And for the love of God, just think about who you're turning into an animal, and what kind of power you might be giving them. Not power in the combat sense, or anything, but more just the power that that player has to... Well, you know, you know what your most irresponsible players are like, so just take that into account, is all I'm saying. The beast creature type gets pretty low when it comes to viable option choices as you advance in level. The earliest level you can cast Polymorph at is 7th, and at challenge rating 7, you're already down to a few best options for your beast form, and there's only a couple more you gain at challenge rating 8. Beyond pure damage, you may also have to consider a special movement type. Something with a special ability if you need to take a form underwater, or a form with a decent fly speed. Starting with the giant shark, it's only a challenge rating of 5, but it's your best aquatic form until you get to 8th level targets. There's the Quetzalcoatl, which is basically a big ol' pterodactyl. It's a weak combat form, but it's the absolute fastest fly speed you can get at 80 feet. There's also the Mammoth. If you have a lot of room to maneuver as a huge-sized creature, the charge attack ability gives you a ton of damage potential. If you're inside or in any other sort of cramped space, I'd go with a giant ape instead. Speaking of which, the giant ape. 
It has a climb speed, a good HP, and a solid multi-attack with a powerful ranged attack option. Giant apes are going to be your best all-around combat option until level 8. When you finally get there, you can get the Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's not just for the cool factor that the T-Rex gets a lot of usage, but it's an absolutely impressive combat form with very high damage potential. This is going to be your go-to option for combat 9 times out of 10. Taking it back to the water, there's also the Sperm Whale. A relatively new and fantastic option, the Sperm Whale is the top end of your aquatic combat options, and an especially devastating one against ships. I haven't listed too many specific scenarios or ideas that you can use Polymorph for, if not only because I want you guys to come up with your own ideas at the table or just discuss them with your DM to find out what's possible and all that other stuff. There's just a lot of experience that can be built around Polymorph and that's one of the many things I love about D&D is that one spell like this can create so many different stories and just kind of set a mood when you start talking about it. like. Everyone brings up Polymorph, or when veteran players are seeing people get Polymorph for the first time, they kind of just know, like, oh boy, now they can really experience the weirdness of this game. Thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new episodes like this every week. And if you have a fun Polymorph story or an interesting usage of it, I would love to read about that down in the comments. Thanks again for watching. My name is Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, farewell.